The time has come. I like that. The time is now for Victoria Stilwell's Positively Podcast. She's a world-renowned dog trainer. Seen enough dogs today, have you? She's the host of It's Me or the Dog. I'm coming to train you. Along with co-host Holly Furfer. You don't play around with that name, do you? I am a fan of sweaty balls. She's Victoria Stillwell, and she's ready to go. This is a lovely way to start the day. You get the busy bee. I need to trim her whiskers. I see some poo here. I feel a little bit better now because I'm the only one who usually feels stupid during the podcast. Now, let's head to the studio and get this Positively Podcast started. I I love your new book, Vic. Thank you. Train Your Dog Positively. And I love it only because, well, n- not just because it's the best dog behavior and training book ever, but the fact that you talk about poop eating right in the beginning. <laughs> well, I can get down to it. Very nice. Um, when March 19th, this book comes yes, out. So is. pre-orders now. Yes. Positively.com slash books. It really is. And that's a gorgeous picture of you on Thank the front. You. Holy smokes. And who are those dogs? Those are not your dogs. No, that um, two dogs that we kind of handpicked to be on the cover with me. No. One is, uh, oh my God. Well, they were both so cute. And um, <laughs> Parker Smith is the photographer. He's a great photographer here in Atlanta. Wow. So yeah, no, it was fantastic. And um yeah, well, the, the, the sort of mastiff kind of mix at the bottom. He's a sort of pit yeah. mix of... He's got, well, he's hound got a pit hound, definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, he was also in my eHow Pets video with Aww. me as well. Yeah, cute. He's a big boy, Nate. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And I like all the stuff you talk about. Dominance training, positive training, how dominance yeah. is horrible. Yes. Positive training and just... All different, like, house training hell. I love it's that. It's all backed by science, baby. I like that. I like yep. it. Um, and uh, you're going to be doing some traveling. I upcoming. am. I'm going to Ireland to, to film a secret project. <gasps> we like it. I know. And I can't wait. And I'm so excited. When yes. are you going to be allowed to tell us about the secret oh, project? Oh, gosh. I'm hoping that I can tell you by spring, maybe. Maybe. I'm going to tell my husband this. I'm going on a secret project. I'll be back in July. Actually, my husband's coming with me. Oh, very nice. So it's really, it's a vacation. Is that what you're trying to do? No, it's (laughs) not. We're going to be working really, really, really hard. But um, it is a a baby of ours that we've been working on for a very long time. And it's, you know, we've been very lucky. So it's finally been realized our dream has. Oh, I can't wait. I I can't wait to hear about it. Well, I know you have to be back by April 26th because that's your Miami Dog Bite Conference. Yes, it is. Tickets on sale now, positively.com slash DBC. That's really cool. I might want to come to that. You can come. I think that would be fun. Yeah. I love Miami. Yeah, yeah, you. my Gucci shoes. Yeah, or um, you'll, you'll just want to sunbathe all day though. No, no, I don't sit in the sun. Not anymore. This old girl with wrinkles. Speaking of old, let me just tell you, this old girl with wrinkles, I am going to get the little filler in my lips. And Sean says to me, my husband, oh, don't, don't do that. They look fa- I don't care anymore. I just don't care. But they look like you've been I stung by a bee. I, I hate it when I, we watch anything about Beverly Hills <laughs> or that awful um, show about housewives in Beverly Hills. And you see, and they all look like they've been stung well, by a bee. Honey. I won't You're do beautiful. that. You don't need it. I'm just going to get rid of the wrinkles around my mouth. Here's the deal. I've gotten old. And at oh, this point, so not old. I don't care. Like, I'm starting to say what's on my mind. You know, like if people come up to me, you know, it, they say, baby, you know, little kids can say whatever they want, you know? Yeah. And uh, I, I'm saying, and old people, yes. bless their hearts. Elderly, they can say what they want. Yeah. You know, my grandmother now, she just, what comes out of her mouth is shocking. And I feel like, you know. I'm earning those stripes, <laughs> and I just don't care. I'll say what I want to say. All right. So you just right. have to be careful. It's that spitfire. 
Maybe after you've done it, could we post a picture of your puffy lips? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to put a before and after. You won't be able to tell the difference. All and right, even if I you can, not. I don't care. If okay. I look good, I don't care. You'll just be jealous. <laughs> I know, I know, right? All right, it's but all you're so beautiful. Do. You don't need it. Oh, you're very nice. You have to say that because I otherwise don't have I won't say show it. up again. I don't have to say it. I believe it 100%. <laughs> you're hot. Oh, geez. Thanks. Well, I, uh, I might be hot, but I'm now speaking my mind. Uh, yeah. And I, and I, oh yeah. And I say things to people that, um, you know, if I see something, for instance, you know, somebody with a dog that maybe, you know, if they're yanking on the dog or whatever, I'll walk up to them and give them a piece of my mind. I don't care. No, I've done that forever. I know. I don't care. But, you know, this is like my older thing. If someone's eating something that I don't think they should, I'm going to say something. I'm going to be that annoying old lady. Anyway. All right. Um, oh, no. But um, I do care about um, our guest today because she's awesome. Amy Weeks. Yes. She's very cool. She's one of your trainers. She is one of my trainers. But be- before we introduce her, um, could we just tell everybody about our competition? Yes. For, for some lucky person to win a signed copy of my new book, Train Your Dog Positively, by sending in a picture of them with a large dog, a funny picture of them with a large dog. Yeah, because uh, if you missed last week's podcast, you can go to it, uh, positively.com slash podcasts, click on 316, but this week is 317, and we're going to put a link up, and it's a, a website that we found that's got pictures of big dogs that don't know that they're so big, and they're hilarious pictures. So we thought, how funny would it be if you guys sent us your pictures of big dogs? So it can be your dog, it can be a neighbor's dog, it could be you're walking down the street and you see someone with a big dog. Don't do anything unsafe, and don't get mad if you have small dogs, because we will do this again with small dogs. But email us the picture at podcast at positively.com, and we are going to pick a winner. We're going to get a book, and we're going to be entertained by your photos, and we can also post the winning photo yes. um, online. So we'll do that, podcast at positively.com for the book. All right. Who's our guest today? Oh, she's Amy Weeks. She's one of my VSPDT trainers. Let's get her on the phone right now. The Positively Hotline is ringing. We don't know what we're going to do. We have no plan. We're just here. Who's calling in this week? He went after her like she's made out of ham. That is interesting. That's exciting. Um, is somebody going to answer that? Hello? Hotline ringing. You're on your phone, and I don't think you're taking any of this seriously. Answer the phone! We have Amy Weeks on the Positively Hotline today. Hi, Amy. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Very good. Thank you. You're obviously one of my Victoria Still Positively dog trainers. The elite, I, I say, the creme de la creme. And uh, you <laughs> run... creme de la creme. Well, thank you. You make us feel like that. Thank <laughs> yeah, you very much. You're located in the land of butter. I am. I'm, I'm, I am. I am. I'm located in Tampa, Florida. But it says land of lakes, right? Land of Lakes, yes, yes, it's where the, right, you're exactly right, it's where the butter comes from, yes. That's all I thought of, I'm just telling you, I like to eat. No, uh, Amy's Canine Kindergarten, is that the, uh, that's the name of your place? That's the name of my company, right, and um, I offer uh, both group classes throughout Tampa as well as private uh, in-home training. So I do all of that, um, mm-hmm. all positive training, obviously, 
Uh, and um, I work on everything from uh, AKC Star Puppy Programs through Canine Good Citizen. Mm. And then I also work a lot with uh, behavior issues such as separation anxiety and um, seems a lot of aggression work lately, a lot of reactivity. Mm. With oh, dogs. my gosh. Everybody's saying that, Amy. Everybody mm-hmm. is saying that. I wonder why. I, well, here, here's, here's what I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think that there's a, there's a whole lot of issues mm-hmm. going on. And I think poor breeding, pet store puppies, uh, puppy mills, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I also believe that, um, and of course, because our family dynamic is changing, more people are going out to work, dogs are being left at home all day, nothing to do, behavioral issues can happen because of that. But I also do think it's this awful epidemic of dominance training out there because of Mm -hmm. certain television shows that have been airing for the last seven years. Uh, People have been watching what they've seen on television, thinking, oh, that looks amazing, and I'm going to do it with my own dog. And um, then when they do do it with their own dog, their dog becomes insecure and shows aggression because of that. But also there's a plethora of trainers out there that are using punitive training methods to teach people's dogs. And we are the ones, positive trainers like Amy Weeks and myself, we pick up the pieces. Mm-hmm. Now, Amy, mm-hmm. from your point of view, that's my point of view. What do you think? No, no, I think you're exactly correct. And every time I go into a home and they're using the punitive training, the first thing I notice is just an incredible amount of stress. And mm. it adds so much stress to the environment and the poor animal also, the poor dog as well. And um, and then we all know that stress, you know, we see the uh, outlets of stress and a lot of times that's aggression. We see different forms of aggression. We see a lot of other behavioral issues stem from that. So I think you're right on target there. It's, it's very sad and you're right. It seems to be increasing. I think most trainers see it more and more. Do you yeah. think that um, animals pick up on our emotions? So say, you know, you're stressed, you're looking for a job or you know, your salary was cut in half, you were laid off, whatever, you know, the stress in the house. Do you think the animals pick up on that a little bit too? And that could be an issue. Are they in tune with us like that? I I absolutely think that. I think being that, that they read us so much better than we read them and they pick up on all of these signals. I don't think we're even sure exactly how many signals are picking up from us. I think we're still studying that, but they're they're so intuitive with us, and they're so good with us. And, um, yeah, absolutely. Adds, it, it adds a tremendous amount of stress to the household for them. And, unfortunately, they're, they're trying to show us uh, in different ways, and, and we just don't – we're not able to pick up on that a lot of the time. Now, what would you say to people who say, oh, but positive reinforcement trainers, they don't deal with aggression. They just deal with, you know, the little, little dogs thoughts. and – Toilet training and all that kind of stuff and just yeah. shove food in dogs' faces. I mean, you know, a lot of, uh, that's what a lot of people think, but. Please. Yeah, it can, it can be a very tough sell. And, and I've been called, oh, you know, the cookie cutter trainer. You're just going to come out and give my dog a lot of cookies and expect <laughs> everything to be okay. And I try to, I, we have the science backing us. So I try to walk them through the science part of it and show them why it will eventually work and, and, the backlash of using the force training and how it can appear to work, but ultimately it's going to end up uh, <clears throat> biting them in the rear end at some point <laughs> is what I try to, they should do a... try to explain to them. But but we do have science on our side, and, and I just try to methodically walk them through it. And, and they seem to understand it. It's just trying to to get them to be patient enough to let it work. I, I think everyone wants a quick fix, and, um, and I think that, that that ends up 
being very dangerous dog training when, when you go that route. I think they should do a serial killer study. Like, look at serial killers and see how they were raised as children. Mm-hmm. Were they raised in a exactly. loving, positive home or not so much? And think about it. And I think that the way you raise your children, you should raise your dog. And if you're going to raise your dog that way, then raise your children that way and see how that turns out for you. Right. Right. Yep. I have Absolutely. no. I have no sympathy for anybody who does the dominance. I'm getting old. We just had this discussion earlier. I'm getting old, and I feel like I can say what's on my mind, like my grandma. So... Uh, <laughs> But uh, let me ask you a question, Amy. We uh, would love for you to answer some of these Ask Victoria questions with Victoria. So can we do Ask Victoria and Amy with you? Oh, I am honored. Absolutely. All right. Let's get to it. Uh, here's a question for you. Uh, this question is, is Deltona, Florida? It's not too far from you. It's more near Orlando area. Is that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Debbie from Deltona says, we have three brothers, male, two are fixed. And talking about aggression. They get along great when they were younger, but now they can't even be in the same room without wanting to go after the other. But the two fixed dogs, even though they bark and look mean, their tails are still wagging. How do we get them to just get along and not bark that much? You know, Amy, you and I just both laughed at the same time. Did you, did you hear that? When they, they look mean, but their tails are wagging. Yeah, we kind of probably both giggle on that one. Yeah, we did. <laughs> okay. Who's taking it? Amy, what do you say? Go ahead, Amy. Uh, well, well uh, she, two of them are fixed, but one is not. Mm-hmm. And, th- so I think and they're all odd. male. Right? And they're all male. And, and so I think that's odd. Um, the, the thing that Victoria and I were, were giggling at is, is, is people often misread that, that tail wagging as, as, oh, happy-go-lucky, they're fine, which, when that is not true. And you really want to take a look at where the base of the tail is. If the base is up. Um, even though uh, the tail is straight, is, is wagging, if the base of the tail is straight up in the air and it's moving back and forth, it usually means what I call arousal. It can go either way, but it is not a happy-go-lucky. You're, for happy-go-lucky dogs, you're really looking for the entire back end, the entire body to be bending. That's a relaxed, happy-go-lucky dog. So we try to, when I go into a household like that with dog-dog aggression, I try to really, really point out um, these beautiful signals of stress that dogs give um, that the owner is going to need to start picking up on. Um, I also, t- I personally take a big, a, a, a look at space, uh, where, where the fighting's happening, whether it's over a certain, um, uh, uh, resource, whether, you know, what's going on in that regard. So I'd have to break it down a little bit more, but I look at space and, and that type of thing. Oh yeah, I wonder why two are fixed and one isn't. Why mm-hmm. why isn't the one is uh, maybe it's not fixed? Is breeding. it a show dog or uh, yeah, they're breeding it? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, not that necessarily that fixing the dog now will stop the fights. And is it just two dogs that fight? Yeah, well it says all three, all three of them. But it says even the two fixed dogs go after each other. Okay, mm-hmm. so all three of them are. So there's definitely some sort of competition going on and, and apparently they're barking because it's how do we get them to get just to get along and not bark that much well uh, again you know it, it also again depends on how severe the fighting is getting mm-hmm. when right. it gets to the point where dogs are ripping each other apart and you're going to go to the veterinarian and get them sewn up that i in my experience is a real signal that a rehoming option is mm-hmm. is due because when fights get so severe that all the dogs are under constant stress mm-hmm. because now they're frightened of what's going to happen to them, then how can they live a happy lifestyle with a dog that's potentially going to attack them and cause them harm? 
And so sometimes, you know, when, when things have got so severe, I will suggest rehoming one of them. You know, we bring these dogs into our homes and I don't know whether these dogs are all from the same litter or whether from different families, but we bring these dogs into the home. We Dogs don't choose their friends, we choose them for them. <laughs> and so it's not always going to be a great situation. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not a good mix. So I think you have to be really careful with the mix of dogs that you do bring in if you're going to have a multi-dog household. Um, what sort of things can they do? That That's the thing. What can they do? Well, you can manage the situation by right. using separation. You can, again, as, as Amy said, go through what is causing the fights. Is it com- competition over resources, competition over space, competition over affection from the owners. A lot of fights in multi-dog households happen around family Mm -hmm. members because all these dogs are vying for attention. Mm -hmm. There's certain jealousies that go on. And um, should these dogs be fed separately? I always think in a multi-dog household, it's Mm -hmm. it's better if they they are fed separately. Um, Is it over chews, bones, that kind of thing? What do you think about exercising dogs like this, the importance of exercising, Amy, for dogs like this? I always start with making sure there are plenty of outlets. I always ask them physically and mentally how much stimulation the dogs are getting. Um, it won't always fix it, but I but it sure I, I tend to think it sure does help because if they're frustrated on top, <laughs> they're mentally and physically bored and frustrated on top of of whatever else is going on in the household, it's definitely not going to help. And I agree with you, too, on management. I know people that have dogs that don't get along well, and they they do an incredible amount of management. And some people are willing to do that. Some people are not willing to do that. So I I also agree with you when you said sometimes rehoming, depending on the severity, might be an option. Yeah, might have to be an option. Yeah, good good luck. Um, If if there is a... um you know that you can get a trainer to so, to mm-hmm. to come and to you are you have... you're this is deltona so you're a bit away so you, you you're a few hours from there right and where is this it's this one's in deltona so i guess that's close to orlando uh, yeah we we may have um I think Holly's over there, right cuz i know yes cuz we do have some great trainers yeah um mm-hmm. lorena patty uh, who's with Waggers Doggy Daycare and Training, and also Susan Kendrick, Bowser College. Mm-hmm. So that's oh, in the right, Orlando Susan. area. So if you can't get there, if you can't get Amy, um, maybe Debbie from Deltona can call uh, one of those two trainers. And if you go to uh, Positively.com, uh, you can find a list of Victoria's trainers on there, too, if you have the same issue and don't live in Florida. Because when a situation gets out of hand like this and you have a professional coming in, they can really give you some great pointers, some great information, mm-hmm. help you on the management, help you on the teaching. And, you know, I, I've had a lot of success going in in multi-dog households where dogs have been fighting and being able to make the situation a lot more harmonious for all of the dogs and for the people. So um, it all is not lost. Right. Okay, let's talk to Jade from Leeds in the UK. Okay. Uh, Jane says she has a 10-month-old Cocker Spaniel, and she finds that she has a very weak bladder, or so she thinks. She can go for a wee outside, and then as soon as I have family or friends around the house, she's weed again within a matter of minutes after she's just been. It gets really embarrassing and annoying whenever I have people around the house. Is there anything you suggest to do? And that's from Jade. So basically, she gets very excited when they have company, or maybe that's her way of greeting. Hello. And there you have it. Go for it, Amy. 
Oh yeah, I like that's pretty that normal. I think um, I don't yeah. think that's 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 abnormal behavior. I sometimes I will have people just check to make sure that there's no urinary tract infection or anything like that going on, but it it really doesn't sound like that to me. But but sometimes I'll have people run it anyway. Um, but it's just kind of that nervous wetting. Um, to me, to me, most. Uh, I feel like most dogs eventually outgrow that. Um, so what I will no, would normally do is tell people when they're coming in to ignore the dog, just to walk right by the dog. Uh, another option is to give the dog something else to do, you know, maybe toss a cookie or something. But what people tend to do is go straight to the dog, hover over the dog, and then it just all comes out usually. <laughs> so what I t- what my 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 advice is usually just have people walk past the dog, ignore, and then walk over on the couch, sit down. A lot of times, if the dog willingly comes to them, they then you may not have uh, as much of an issue with that. Do you have anything else, Victoria? Uh, yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. Um, I have been in situations where uh, I have been we literally on? no. Oh, I mean, we done plenty of times going into houses, but um, where. The dog couldn't even have anybody looking at them before it weed. Now that wasn't, that wasn't, this sounds like it's potential sort of excitable pee. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are obviously dogs that are nervous peers. I think they can be nervous, excited too. And there are dogs that, that pee because they're absolutely terrified. Um, and you know, with those dogs, again, I, I absolutely agree with Amy. Just, just ignore them. Walk past them. Ignore them. Don't pay any attention to them until they've calmed down. Until things have calmed down. But there are sometimes some dogs are just so scared that they will pee if you look at them. And I've been, uh-huh. I've been in situations where I've sort of the only way that I could start working with a dog like this was to kind of have my back to the dog and reach my mm-hmm. hand behind me so that I wasn't looking at the dog, so the dog could sniff my hand. You know, I've gone to great lengths of trying to get dogs that uh, submissively urinate to mm-hmm. become more confident uh, but I think when you have guests and it's really difficult for them to do it but easy for them and easy for you to say just ignore yeah I might have dated a guy like that once really but no <laughs> did he ex- was he excitable urinator Exc- or that's why we submissive no longer- urinator why I had a breakup they with him, him. <laughs> uh, Joe Pay uh, by the way this is uh, Joe Pay is a trainer uh, one of Victoria's trainers in Standish uh, I'm sorry she's Standish dog trainer her name is Joe Pay and she's in the Leeds area so all right let's take another question here this one is from Sue in Rocky Point New York and as a uh, as I'm speaking my mind, I'm going to tell you I do not like this question. I am so upset. My husband just called me and said he's going to put our nine-year-old Beagle mix down ASAP. We've had him since he was a few months old. He is, quote, daddy's boy since my husband is home all the time. He has nipped at my husband several times over the years. Is there any hope for an older dog to be trained not to bite? I love this dog and cannot live with myself knowing we betrayed him. Please help. And see, I'm not a professional dog trainer, and I would just say, look, Sue, put your husband down. That's going to be a lot easier and a lot more <laughs> enjoyable in the end. Like who, um, who calls and says, who calls and says, calls right. their wife and says, I'm going to put this dog we've had for nine years mm-hmm. that's supposed to be uh. a daddy's boy we're going to put yeah. it down i can't I mean, use who words does that? i can't use words to describe that person i would i would seriously here's the issue say to this man you know I think this man needs psychological help only because when she says, you know, my husband is home all the time. Well, maybe he's just taking it out on the dog and is upsetting the dog. And that's why Mm -hmm. the dog's nipping because apparently he's not happy being home all the time. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I don't 
So, but we can rant and rave on this podcast. Right. We can say what we like. Okay, but I'm done. In the cone right. of silence. <laughs> now you go ahead and, uh, yeah, you go but ahead. But as a professional, you Amy, help. <laughs> you, on my television show, I can maybe go a bit beyond what I would normally do, what I normally did when, um, the actual family had invited me in just on a one-to-one basis. On my show, obviously, I can go a little bit over the top because everybody knows what I do. When you go into a home, you've got the situation. How are you going to deal with it? Mm. Mm. Take it away, Amy. <laughs> Not that said, I'm putting you on it is, the spot. No it, no, it is very difficult because there, as a trainer, there are times where you just can't believe what you're hearing, and, and that would have been one of those times. But, but mm-hmm. yes, Victoria's right. You have to try to be professional because if, if you go off the deep end ranting and raving, you're not going – the walls, of, the defensive walls go up from mm-hmm. the other person, and you're not going to be able to try to get through to them. Um, there are so many more questions that we would need to ask on what is going on in this household that would make this man decide. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, it, and it does astound me sometimes on how long an issue can continue and then all of a sudden people have had it. That always amazes me. So if the dog has been biting the entire time or if this is a new behavior that has popped up, um, that's something that we would want to know. But um, And it is interesting where all of a sudden people will say, I've had it. I can't deal with it anymore, but they've dealt with it six to eight years. And So I, I just think there's so much more on this um, I, yes. I, I don't even know. Well, Amy, <laughs> right? me, I mean, there's just so much more information we need to know before that decision would be made. But yeah. that's not a decision you would want to make um, quickly. So that's no. odd as well. No. But let me ask you this, just in generic, uh, in, ter- in generic terms. So if you had a dog who was nipping, um, you know, often, um, what are some of the triggers? What would you look for? What are, you know, obviously things might set, set a dog off. But right. You're what, always looking for the... Right. You're always looking for triggers. You're looking for, I always look for signs of stress in, in the household. When I go in, I try to look at the um, behavior between the, um, you know, the owner and the pet, the way the dog is handled, the way the dog responds to the owner. I mean, you're just trying to take in so much information as fast as you can when you walk in so that you can try to assess it. Um, but nipping, I mean, nipping, really, n- nipping is... Um, it's all communication from the dog. Nipping, mm-hmm. if a dog gets to a point where he feels like he nips, it's still communication. So why does the dog feel like this is the only option I have is to nip back? So I try to step, keep stepping back until I get um, enough information to figure out why the dog is making that choice over any other choice that he could possibly make. Well, and um, um, Sue in Rocky Point, just to let her know, in Rocky Point, New York, there is a Victoria trainer, a Victoria Stowell Positively Dog Trainer in Long Island, uh, Ritsa Galitsis at Happy Hounds. So I suggest she call her right away and get mm-hmm. her out to yeah. to see what we can do. Yeah. Yeah. Is there time for one more, Amy? Yeah, you can find her by going to positive.com slash trainers. And um, yeah. I think that's what makes my trainers so fantastic at what they do is because as a trainer, you, you're, you're like a therapist in a way. You're like a counselor. <laughs> you go into these intense situations and people are looking at you for the answers and however angry you feel that one person is potentially causing the behavior in the dog and upsetting everybody else in the family you have to still keep your cool and get to the root of the problem so that you can help them and mm-hmm. and that means sitting down and spending a long time having people talk at you and just literally listening and being the moderator and that's the difference between <laughs> between a a bad trainer and a really good trainer. The really good trainer will take the time to sit down and listen and then work it out. 
So fantastic. Let's do one more. Okay. One last one here. This is from Randy in Vancouver. Um, and he says, hi, Victoria. I've just adopted a two-year-old Shih Tzu Yorkie Maltese cross, and he's a great dog. The only issue he has is that when we're home in my apartment, he watches the door and listens for noises in the hallway, and every time he hears a noise, he growls. He also does this to certain people in the office at work. Thank you for your help and advice in advance. And that's from Randy in Vancouver. Sounds like you've got a nervous dog there. Or a bored dog. Would he be bored if he's just trying to get... Well, boredom boredom can cause anxiety, and then anxiety and stress can cause aggression issues. But it sounds like, you know, you recently just adopted this dog. There's a huge transition from when a dog goes into a new home. And when dogs hear noises in the hallway and they growl or they growl at people in the office, I mean, that just sort of shows me that there's a potential fear going on here. What do you think, Amy? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's always nice to get a little bit more information or to be mm-hmm. able to see it. So it is tough sometimes to know. But yeah, there, there's. It sounds to me like it's probably a pretty nervous dog um, as well. So you can do some desensitizing. Sometimes, I'm, sometimes with sounds, you can, you, depending on what the sounds are, you can try to desensitize by playing sounds at a lower level throughout the day just to get them used to it. Um, you're gonna have to desensitize with people coming and going, or you can also give the dog something else. Um, to do, uh, there, there are there are various um, various uh, different I guess uh, factors we could set up or different um, a different uh, learning plan we could set up with with the dog. You know, I've had great success certainly with people who live in apartments, but I mean everywhere with my canine calming CD. Yeah. The, from the um, noise phobia, my canine noise phobia series. If you want to find out more about that, go to positivity.com/store, and um, just playing this calming music in the apartment. Uh, can calm dogs down and obviously it also blocks the noise out of people outside um i just think this dog it sounds like this dog needs to have more confidence needs to have more time needs to be more socialized with people have good experiences around Mm -hmm. people and uh, again if there is a trainer in your area to have that person come in and um give you some good positive information so let me ask you i have a question so when he says he also does this to certain people in the office at work what would you give him as advice as far as maybe those people that he the dog growls at would you encourage that person to be treating the dog or you know making it a positive interaction so that they go oh this is not a bad person it's a good person again i think it's all about removing pressure from this dog Mm -hmm. and of course, it's a, obviously a cute little dog, so people in the office will very most likely go, oh, and if it's a new dog, oh, my gosh, you've got a cute dog, and then they do all the bending over, and they try and socialize with it, and they try and touch it, and this dog obviously doesn't like it. So I would tell people in the office, with the best intentions, just please ignore this dog. Mm-hmm. And you, therefore, you're removing social pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if the dog decides that for itself, that it wants to go up and say hello to somebody, then just, just act like it's no big deal. Okay, if the dog wants to come into your space, hey, but still don't reach down and touch it. Give this dog time to get used to people. And then when it's a little more used to people, if it's food motivated, just have the person walk past and chuck a piece of food. Or if it's a toy motivated dog, then just throw a little toy. But, you know, lots of people, they want to socially interact with the dog 
by touching it. Mm-hmm. Now, soci- being sociable doesn't always mean you have to touch somebody. Like, we're sociable all the time with people, but we're not constantly touching them. Well, when we see it dogs, we want to... Is. That's exactly right. <laughs> but when we see dogs, we want to touch them all the time. And I just say, you know, be sociable, but just don't touch. Don't invade that dog space. Yeah. Interesting. It's, you know, that, that I uh, just read an article about cute aggression and how when you see something that's so cute, like a puppy or even a baby, they did studies and they had people popping bubble wrap. And when they saw really cute photos, they got more aggressive popping the bubble wrap. And when they saw photos that weren't so cute, you know, maybe it was just a person looking, they didn't really pop. And they say that you just get so excited when it's something so cute. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a bad meaning aggression, but we tend to be too aggressive when we see cute, and that could be the problem. In our approaching. Mm-hmm. Have you seen, yeah. Amy, in what the work you do, I mean, so many of these dogs, poor animals, the pressure that they have on having to greet so many strangers, having people come right. into their space. And I think it's just a new concept for pe- for people to um, get a handle on. Um, but it, it's like you said, you want to you empower the dog a little bit to where they have a little bit of control over their environment. And um, that's exactly what you were saying, where, where the dog is allowed to come and go to the people as that comfort level grows instead of, of feeling like they're powerless and people keep coming into their space. So I think we forget that with animals. The space is so important to them, and we've got to, um, you know, be um, respectful of, of the comfort level Absolutely. of that space, especially with a dog like that. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Amy. I want to mention that you're also, we, we were speaking to Jennifer Sharrock um, last week, oh, and you're also yeah. a family pause parent educator. Um, could you tell people uh, how they can find you? Um, well, they can go to um, my personal website is amyscaninekindergarten.com, and I've got all the information on that. Um, but then they can also go to the Family Paws Parent uh, Education website. They can find me there. They can find me through your website. <laughs> um, so anyway, but the easiest is just through my personal website. Great. Well, thank you so much, Amy. Thank I'm you, Amy. I'm so you for glad you're me. part of the oh, team. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> this was excellent. You see, I love Ask Victoria when it's Ask Victoria and Amy or Ask Victoria and Susan. It's, I find it more stimulating. Okay. <laughs> what can Are you say good? to that? Yes. Thanks, Amy. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. All okay. Right. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. She is awesome. Isn't she? Gosh, I really like her. Uh-huh. Okay. So don't forget, uh, before we go, to send us your funny pictures with big dogs to podcast at positively.com. Someone's going to win your book, Train Your Dog Positively, which hits bookstore shelves March 19th. You don't have to wait that long, though, because you can pre-order it now at Positively.com slash books and get a copy. And then if you win it, well, you'll just have one to gift. Right? Yeah. I'm so excited. (laughs) I can't wait to go to the bookstore to see my book there again. Uh, I love it. And if you want to see a picture of the – a link to the website of the picture of those dogs, go to Positively.com slash podcasts. We're in episode 317. You can click on it and see that, and you'll see what what we mean when we say Funny pictures of big dogs. Photographs are hilarious. I love it. And don't forget to Miami Dog Bite Conference. Uh, tickets are on sale now. It's April 26th, positively.com slash DBC. And uh, I think that covers it, doesn't it? I think that does. Have a great super secret trip to Ireland. I will. I can't wait. I'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to Victoria Stillwell's Positively, Positively Podcast. For more information, visit Positively.com. Get connected on Facebook. 
as Victoria Stillwell, or follow her on Twitter at It's Me or the Dog. This Positively Podcast has been brought to you by Pets Ad Life, who encourage you to get a pal for your pet. Visit PetsAdLife.org or the Pets Ad Life Facebook page to learn more. Be sure to tune in next time as Victoria helps to change dogs' lives positively.